0: Let's go, girl.
1: Just tell
2: me what I can't show you things that you couldn't believe.
1: It is WTF, Women Talking Football. Not to be confused with WFT. We are the women, a pair of producers for Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Back here for week six of the Texas high school football season. Um, I am the executive producer. My name is Ashley Pickles. Sitting over there running the show today is Miss Mallory Hartley, our associate producer. Howdy. Oh, you're in the all-black thing again where you look like a floating head. Oh,
0: crap. I always forget about that. I (laughs) I think I wore black. Yes. Did I wear black yesterday? No, I did not. Um, But I did that on ROF last week, and I was like, oh, yeah, I look like a floating head.
1: (laughs) It happens. Uh, Big show today. Big show today. Uh, It is, like we mentioned earlier, week six of the Texas high school football season, and that means we're doing the sixth edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight our new whip around coverage show where we dive into games live think NFL red zone but for Texas high school football Um, with all of our games that we have on Dave Campbell's Texan live we will reveal those spotlight games we always focus on about six to eight different spotlight games Um, but don't worry we've got highlights and scores coming in all across the state we dive into much more games than this just this but here are our big games uh, for week six then in the back half of the show. Let's talk a little Texoma region, why don't we? We're going to be joined by K10 sports director and anchor Davis Baker. Incredibly excited to have him on and get his thought on just the little region that could, geographically speaking, not huge. When it comes to talent level and what they're able to do there, massive. So incredibly excited to talk some Texoma ball with Davis. Uh, How has your week gone?
0: It's good hasn't been as busy as last week um, stayed up here pretty late on Monday night but besides that it's been pretty good not bad
1: Cruising along, we are. And that means another episode of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight. Let's take a look and reveal the spotlight games for week six. A reminder, you can stream this show for free on TexanLive.com or right here on YouTube. We simulcast Mm -hmm. it to both um, every single Friday night from 7.30 to 10. Um, Let's get right into it. So let's go. Starting off. Thursday night. Were you going to say something?
0: No, I just said first spotlight game. Yeah,
1: there we go. A Thursday night tonight. night. How about this one? Cy Fair taking on Jersey Village, the top two teams in District 17, 6A. And if you're into quarterbacks, this is a matchup for you. Cy Fair quarterback Trey Owens has looked outstanding. Jersey Village quarterback Adam Tran has looked very good. You can expect this one to probably be pointy. I think it's going to come down to whose defense can stop them. But that one happening tonight on Dave Campbell's Texan Live, I believe. Let me pull up the schedule here. I believe that Tom Vinay is on the call for that one, and that is correct. So uh, 6.30 p.m. Pridgen Stadium. You can watch it on TexanLive.com or catch all the highlights tomorrow on Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. The other Thursday night game that we will be highlighting – Eric Fulkert's on the call for this one down at Legacy Stadium in Katy, Texas. 7.15 p.m. tonight. The uh, race for the Wild District that is 19.6A continues here. Katy Taylor, the Mustangs taking on the Falcons of Katy at Tompkins. And we're starting to get into the point, especially in this district. There's a couple other ones across the state where – Yeah, you focus on the top teams, but if you take a step back and you look at the teams that are really starting to fight for what we believe will be the third and fourth place spot in their district, meaning that, hey, we want to make it to the playoffs, so here's what we're doing. I think this is a prime example of what this game is. Uh, Both of these teams have looked good at times and have also not looked great at others. Tompkins has been a really weird team this year. They have beat people they probably shouldn't have, and they have fallen to people they probably shouldn't have. That loss in week four against uh, Katie Cinco Ranch looked really bad for them. So, interested to see where Todd McVay can get this team going. Uh, meanwhile, Katie Taylor could make it 3-0 and in district play and really solidify themselves as uh, as one of the teams that could secure one of those playoff spots. We'll talk about the other two playoff spots in a minute because it's another one of our games, but 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 moving on into Friday night, we stay down in the Houston area. This one, a battle in District 16-6A, which is another one of those districts that you got to look all across those top four spots. Cy Springs, the Panthers, 4-0 for the first time. In program history, they're going to try and continue on that streak, taking on the Cy Ranch Mustangs, 3-1 and on the year 1-0 and in district play from down there at Cy Fair FCU Stadium. Chris Elliott will be on the call and joining us. That one kicks off at 7. Um, not only real fast are they 4-0 and for the first time in program history, but this is big because Cy Springs hasn't made the playoffs in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is a real good test to see how far the Cy Springs team could go.
0: Well, and I feel like you only, when you look down in that district, too, you talk about Cy Fair a lot, but it's refreshing to see that a lot of these teams are also contenders this year as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that one should be a very, very sneakily good game there on Texan Live. Moving on now, staying still in the Houston area, let's bounce over to District 14, 6A, as Spring DeCaney, the Wildcats, 3-1 and on the year, 1-0 and in district play, taking on the Mustangs of Spring Westfield. Um, DeCaney off to obviously a very hot start after advancing to the regional semifinals last year. Coach actually said before the season he thinks that this is the most impressive team that they've had since their state title run in 2011. So not necessarily coming out from under the radar, perhaps, from DeCaney, but I think if you start to look from a statewide perspective, that might shock a couple of people. On the other side of that, Matt Meekins is going to try and pick up his Mustang squad again, two and two on the year, um, really got handed to him by North Shore, and then lost a close one to Hightower, but that being said, if Westfield wants to get back up to the point where they're really in that statewide talks, they're going to need, this is the exact type of game that they have got to go out there and win. So that one should be fun out from beautiful Planet Ford Stadium in spring. Sean Bajani will be on the call and joining us at halftime of that one. Let's stick in the Houston area because I mentioned it. 196 a is just fun. Right now. And it seems like for so many years, it's been that team right there. They're Gary Joseph and his eighth ranked Katie Tigers just completely leading the way and then letting everybody else figure it out. Allow me to introduce you to number 25, state ranked Katie Jordan. The Warriors ranked for their first time in program history. Now, this is the newest school down in the uh, Katie School District. Which Katie even Jordan. More
0: impressive, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. Katie Jordan, 4 and 0. Mm hmm. This is a battle, and it's it's funny because Katie is four and one. When's the last time that we've seen Katie play someone in their own district who was undefeated Defeated. and they had a loss on the season? Right, yeah. So this game will answer a lot of those questions that everybody's asking about District 19 6A. That'll This will really be kind of the, okay, is Jordan for real? Because the other thing that they're going into it, when at this point in the year have you seen Katie have a loss on their – Mm -hmm. record you you don't that never happens so they know that they are beatable can Katie Jordan do the unthinkable and take down the big bad beast that is Katie very interested to see how that goes off uh Michael Silver's on the call for that one at 715 at Legacy Stadium moving on now let's go out east the number one ranked Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs out of 4A Division One in District 9. They're taking on their district foe in the Palestine Wildcats from Wildcat Stadium in Palestine, Texas. Brett Sweeney and his guys will be on the call at 730. Um, it's been the Demetrius Brisbane show for Chapel Hill. Can Palestine's defense match up to the absolute threat that Brisbane has been on the ball? We will find out with you. Moving now in to the DFW area. I know there is one person on our staff who is quite excited that this game is on Texan Live. That's Coppell alum Greg Tepper, who has made it publicly known that if Coppell wins this game, he will do Texas football today on Monday in his Coppell Letterman's jacket from what I can only assume are the dark ages because he's so old. Correct. But how about this Lewisville taking on Coppel at Buddy Eccles field, Grayson Olette and Cody Barfnick on the call there, seven o'clock PM. I don't necessarily want to get completely ahead of myself, but I very well think that this could be the game that decides the district six, six, eight title yeah. at the end of the season. And it's crazy. We're already getting it, but this one should be just a ton of fun. Um, Louisville does have a pair of Vernon Ellison, their running back, and they're uh, leading their defense. Is Jaden Hardy. You'll hear Powers, if you watch the show tomorrow night, talk a lot about him and what he brings to the table in the Cruden Corner, talking about the top 10 defensive backs. But this one is a tasty one up here in the greater DFW area. We round it all out now by heading back down 35. And let's make a pit stop in Austin because this one might be going under your radar. Dripping Springs, the 24th ranked team in a 6A, um, looking to... Continue their success as they take on district foe, the Buta Johnson Jaguars. And this is just another one of those games that the reason this game is important is because of playoffs. When you think about 26 6A, there's two glaringly obvious teams as to who traditionally is leading that pack Westlake and Lake Travis. They played last week, Westlake got the win. They're looking the part of being the district favorite, but. Where does Dripping Springs fall in that, and more importantly, where does Buta Johnson fall in that? Three and two on the year, two and one in a district. So off to a good start. But we'll find out um, down there in Buta Texas, from Shelton Stadium. AJ Aravalo will be joining us from that 7:30 p.m. kick, and very interested to see what he thinks about these two teams and where their playoff hope lies Mm -hmm. specifically after this matchup. So there you go. There are our spotlight games from Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight. We hope that you will join us for free tomorrow, 7 30 PM to 10 Nick Laupius and Ishmael Johnson will be on the desk watching, reacting and having a good time. We hope you will come join us. And I do want to say real fast, This is the largest bye week of the year, the largest off week of the year. There's only 517 games being played, which sounds like a lot. It is, but over a third of the state is off this week. If your team is off and you are not traveling and you're going to stay at home and you're looking for some football to watch or some other teams to get into, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight is the place to be because it'll be a bunch of teams that you might not be familiar with you'll get instant reactions we're diving into games we're listening to the calls we're bouncing around nfl red zone style for you guys so if you've if you haven't given texas football tonight a chance do it this week when all of your teams are off and see if you like it
0: yeah also it's free too and you can easily pull it up on your cell phone your ipad whatever like it's very very easy to access
1: yeah so we are pumped up and hope that you will join us tomorrow night We are Women Talking Football. We're here every single Thursday at 2 o'clock, streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, We also, quick side note, I think there's been some mishap happening with the podcast version. We are working on getting that fixed to take you behind the scenes. We transferred all of our podcast feeds onto a different platform, and I think something's wrong with the way that WTF is set up. Ishmael Johnson set it all up, so I'm kind of thinking that's part, part of Probably the problem. Why it's not working very well. I think this is an on purpose thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, because all the other podcasts work.
1: Hmm. That's weird. That's suspicious.
0: Don't like women, I guess. That's fair. Totally (laughs) totally joking. He is a big fan (laughs) of our show. (laughs) But no, it's
1: probably something that Mallory and I are doing wrong when we're uploading it. So if you've been looking for it on the podcast version, we apologize. We're working on getting that fixed right now. Hopefully we'll have that fixed for this episode. But regardless, you can go back and watch the video on demand on YouTube at any point in time. All right. Joining us shortly will be Davis Baker from out there in K10. We're going to talk some Texoma ball. But before we do that, let's hear from our friends at VCR now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now. Here on Women Talking Football, and it is time to jump in to our regional breakdowns. This time, we're heading up a little bit northeast of where we're sitting, um, and that is going out to the Texoma region, where we bring in K10 Sports Director and Anchor Davis Baker. Davis, how are you, man?
2: Good. How about you, Ashley? Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course, we're pumped to have you. We've had a couple of people on from K10 in the past, and we were excited to see your name pop up there. Uh, before we really get going here, we'll dive into the football in a minute. But first, anybody that comes on the show, we like to give you a chance to tell the the viewers and readers a little bit more about you and where you came from. So give us an elevator pitch. Who are you and uh, how'd you end up out there in Texoma?
2: Gotcha. Well, I'm actually from Atlanta, Georgia. I went to the University of Georgia. So, you know, there I got to cover a lot of good football, obviously covered uh, the 2021 national championship team. And from there, um, you know, they reached out to me. And obviously in an area where high school football means this much and we have, you know, the passionate fan base that we do, um, it was a no brainer. And so, you know, this is my second football season here. I've almost been here two years now um, and I'm loving it every single day.
1: That's awesome, and and you hit the nail on the head there because when we talk about Texoma, and it's one of my favorite regions to talk about because geographically speaking, definitely not near the largest region that we have here in the state of Texas, but if you want to start looking at it in a per capita of smaller region with some really stinking good football teams, does it still, you've been there for, for almost two years now, does it still shock you how... It can be a smaller region, but y'all have such incredible talent out there.
2: Oh, absolutely. And it starts with, the, you know, the, the longest running rivalry in the state, which is Sherman-Denison. I mean, that week, mm-hmm. it just feels like both towns, there's, you know, it, it's just everyone's waiting for Friday night at 7 o'clock. And then going down, you know, like you said, in in the 3A level and the 2A levels, there are so many good players and, and talented coaches as well. Um, and I just think it starts, you know, with the culture that that we have here and everyone wants to be better. And I think it's kind of like an iron sharp, iron sharpens iron thing where, you know, every team being good makes every other team better. So it's a lot of fun to cover.
1: It is definitely the domino effect there. And I think it is easy, at least right now to point where that lead domino is. And that would be the Gunner Tigers. We obviously have seen so much success out of them in these handful of years, you know, going to the state championships, what, f- almost four different times now in the past five years, winning um, a couple of them. Well, I guess four, if you're counting where we think that they'll end up this mm-hmm. year, but take me back specifically to that Brock game, because we, let's be honest, Gunner played a lot of teams that were just not in their weight class to start off the year. How impressive was that win over Brock to, to you guys?
2: For sure. Well, you know, last year when they went to Brock, they won 21-16, and you know that game went down to the wire. And we kind of figured that that would be the same case this year. You know, I thought we were going to have a really close game. Um, you know, our first couple game of the weeks were were blowouts. So you know, uh, our new guy Adam Ogburn, he was hoping for you know a close game, but Gunner went in there and they just set the tone early. I mean, I think they were up. I know they were up 21-0, and I think they were up 28-6 at half. And they just, they don't really take their foot off the gas pedal. And that's what's so impressive about Gunner. The speed they play with, the cohesiveness they have. Obviously, it starts with Coach Shake Fazell and his staff. He's been there for a long time now. So that was definitely a statement win for them. Because a lot of people I feel like coming into this year thought, you know, Gunner did have a very impressive senior class last year. Guys like Ethan Sloan, Ivy Helman, Ashton Bennett all graduated. But this senior class, it's not as big as last year's. But they, I think, wanted to make a statement. And they certainly did that. With the way they played Brock
0: and I don't think you can really say that Gunner has exceeded expectations this year I think that they're on pace to do very well just like they've done the past couple years what are some of those teams in the Texoma region that you think have done much better than expected or just already exceeded expectations for this season already
2: gotcha well I'll start with the Tioga Bulldogs a team in 2a d1 Um, They had a coaching change this summer. Chad Rogers, who was previously at Denison, went to Tioga for two years. Then he moved on to Sanger. And, you know, a lot of times when you have a coaching change, it's because the team was down. That wasn't the case. They won the district for, I think, the first time ever last year. They've only been playing 11-man for a couple seasons. Um, So they bring in Zach Birdwell from Lovett Coronado, and he was a guy that you guys put – on your 40 under 40. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, I remember the first time I talked to him, we talked for probably 30 minutes, just, you know, off camera, just about football and how he wanted to spread things out. Their first game was playing Collinsville, who's a top five team right now in 2A-D2. So that was tough. They lost that game. And then their only other loss was by one to Howe at 3A school uh, in overtime. So other than that, but I think what we're going to see from Tioga this year is how they played in that Valley View game. They beat them 66 to 20. And so I think that that offense, even though they did win the district last year, I think that they are a team that can play deep into November this season
1: following coach Birdwell on Twitter is one of my favorite Twitter follows Mm -hmm. because he is just consistently tweeting out film breakdowns and I'm a nerd and I just love it. So we're a big fan of coach Birdwell out there. I do want to ask, obviously we, I think everybody across the state, you would be mistaken, not saying, Hey, our expectation is for Gunner to be playing on December, whatever, down in AT&T stadium. Do you think that there's any other team in the Texoma region that legitimately could make their way all the way, down to jerry world come december
2: i do um you know i I do want to say quickly i think bells is still a really good team this year they didn't go anywhere um they just have to get over that thanksgiving hump they played on that thanksgiving week the last couple years um and unfortunately holidays cut their season short i believe the last two now um but collinsville is a team that i actually believe Mm -hmm. um has a chance and you know i i you know if i was a betting man then i might put money on them to make it they just returned so much they were already good last year they made it to the regional finals they have nine starters back on defense six on offense and that starts with their quarterback logan jenkins who's currently leading the state in passing yards uh, almost 2000 um and so i, I would say that collinsville is a team to look out for in 2A D D two. Too.
0: yeah we're a big fan of logan jenkins here we're actually going to talk more about him a little bit later but as for right now aside from logan jenkins i know that gunner is just always stacked with players to watch Um, What are some players that you have seen so far this year that have really, really impressed you?
2: For sure. It starts in the quarterback position. They've got Walker Overman coming back. And he was a guy that, you know, battled for that job at the start of last season and then just kind of took command. And, you know, he's just kind of the perfect quarterback for that offense. He's probably five, six on a good day. But his speed is there. His decision making is there because playing quarterback in that offense is difficult. You got to make multiple reads Mm -hmm. on almost every play. But you know, Gunner wants to play fast, and that starts with their quarterback. Um, and I think he's just done a tremendous job. Obviously, Cannon Lemberg, uh, a guy going to SFA on the outside. Now, Gunner, they've opened it up a little more. They don't throw it all the time. They are still, I'd say, a run-first offense. Um, but obviously, it's great to have that threat out there. And then Jace Martin's a guy that just, again, just going with the theme of speed, uh, really impresses. And then in their back end, having Colin Peacock, you know, a guy that's getting some Power Five offers as a junior. Um, you know, just seeing him grow, he played really well in the state championship game last year. I believe he was the defensive MVP. So, you know, he's holding it down in that back end. And when you have a a guy like that at a three ag two three ag two school, it can uh, really be, you know, impressive. Oh, definitely.
1: All right, Davis, before we let you go here, this is the hardest hitting, most important piece of journalism that we always ask each of our guests. And so when we inevitably come out and visit y'all out in the Texomer region, where should
2: we eat before the game? Mm, That's a good question. (laughs) I didn't prep him for this, so Um, I mean, this is off the cuff here. (laughs) I'll go go with Old Iron Post in Sherman. Um, That's a place that's always been good to me. Uh, Buffalo Chicken Wraps never done me wrong. Um, it's, it's an older place. It kind of gives you, I don't know, but it just gives you sports bar. They've got, you know, Sherman jerseys hanging from the wall, Austin college jerseys hanging from the wall. So uh, great atmosphere. It makes you feel like you're, you're about to go to a game. Um, so I'll, I'll say old iron post.
1: All right. I, I love that when you said Buffalo chicken wrap, Mallory was like, I think I've been there. This woman is obsessed with Buffalo chicken wrap. So you nailed, you nailed the (laughs) the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there he goes. He is uh, Davis Baker. You can follow him at Davis Baker TV, the K10 sports director and anchor out there in the Texoma region. Davis, thank you so much for hopping on with us and uh, best of luck this season. Hopefully we'll see you at AT AT&T Stadium come December.
2: Yeah, thank y'all. That was a lot of fun. I hope so too.
1: There he goes. Davis Baker, our now new friend who also loves buffalo chicken wraps like Mallory.
0: So I've been I've been to an Austin. (laughs) Here's the backstory to this. Yes, I've been to an Austin college game. um, before. so I think we went to go eat there afterwards because that name really rings a bell. And then he said the buffalo. chicken. I was like, I bet I got that. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, but I was like, I think that's what I got there. So when he said that, I was like,
1: Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Oh, yeah. You, Mallory gets two things when we go to restaurants, chicken tenders or buffalo chicken X, like whatever. <laughs> it, it could be a salad. It could be a wrap. It could be a sandwich. We don't know. But if it has buffalo chicken in the name, that's what she's getting. Uh, anyway, I appreciate Davis hopping on there. Love all of our friends out there at K. And it is, this is just a really fun region when you start talking about the level of talent for how technically small it is. Um, So with that being said, let's go ahead and take a look at the ranked teams, the currently ranked teams in the Texoma region. After that, Mallory will hit us with the players that you're going to want to watch. But we start off in 3A Division 1 is the number 10 ranked Pottsboro Cardinals that was really hard for me to say good lord um there's a lot of (sighs) boroughs a lot of boroughs in the Texoma
0: region (laughs) correct that is a
1: very (laughs) underratedly (laughs) good point uh we'll start 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 okay hang on
0: start we will
1: start with Pottsboro that's a good like name to say in a British accent.
0: It sounds like a British town.
1: It does. It's not by any stretch. Um, But made it to the regional semifinals last year. Uh, They did lose their quarterback to graduation. But how about you allow me to reintroduce you to Major McBride, the senior Mm -hmm. running back linebacker. Are you talking about him and players? I'm not. Okay, fantastic. Because get this. Here's your fun stat of the day. Pottsboro is averaging 288.3 rushing yards per game. Major McBride is averaging 232.5. Oh, so he's
0: their offense, basically. <laughs> this guy <laughs> has been
1: insane on the ground. Not to mention, he's leading the team in tackles. A true two-way Easy. threat. But it's just funny because... Back when I was on the sidelines all the time and I was I went to a couple of different Pottsboro games, it was always up in the air. They want to torch you in the air. They want to go. It was the high-flying Cardinals, mm-hmm. and now Major McBride said, LOL, we play on the ground. And uh, he has been just <laughs> exceptional. Uh They have been using sophomore quarterback Caden Humphrey. He's been doing really good. I think that it's got a bright future ahead of him. He's been connecting really well with senior wide receiver Cameron Saunders. Um, So they definitely have that extra sort of, like that extra level of being dynamic, but Major McBride is the person. Um, they're going to try and continue that success tomorrow night as and grab their first district win against Minneola. Mm-hmm. Moving on down now to 3A Division Two, and this is. Always a fun one because these two teams are always seem to be ranked, but especially the number one ranked team in the Gunner Tigers. They're going for their fourth title appearance in the past five years. If they were to win it this year, this would be their third in the past five years. Um, It would be back to back after they just destroyed Poth in this uh, three division Mm two state championship last year. Um, They are off this week, but guess what? Here they go against Bells next week, oh. and that's the number ninth-ranked Bell Panthers. Coach Dell West running the slot team, Mafia, like always. Um, that might
0: be a good game to get on Texan Live.
1: That is not a bad idea. Oh, as we mm. produce on the fly, if anybody else takes it, we're coming after Incorrect. you. <laughs> nope, No, nope. no, Gunner has our heart. <laughs> uh, man, it, it's the three-headed snake here. The three-headed snake of the slot team, Mafia, with junior running back Easton Helgren, who has been out. Since Standing this year. Uh, senior running back Hayden Allen and junior fullback Bryson Thompson. Uh, they will just wear out a defense. They're averaging 354 rushing yards per game in just four games. Yeah. 354 rushing yards per game. Uh, the defense has looked really good. Very quick to the ball. Um, but another big point of their defense too is still Easton Helger. And this kid has been unbelievable. And I went back on and looked at some of the questionnaire stuff that the coaches had sent. And, you know, you'll see a lot about Bryson Thompson coming into the year and all that stuff. But junior running back Easton Helgren, I think they knew he was going to be good, but I don't think they knew he was going to be this good. Uh That kid has looked outstanding on both sides of the ball. So, uh, yeah, next week, week seven matchup, that will definitely decide that district. But definitely. I think Gunner's definitely the favorite, but Bells is really good, man really really good
0: I think all across the board I just think Gunner is just one of the and it's also I think it's gonna come down to the coaching too I mean I think Fazelle's a a phenomenal coach and I just think that this Gunner team is so disciplined and they have been so disciplined in the past that it's it's probably gonna come down to one of those like you know who's gonna out athlete each other and Mm -hmm. then who's gonna be coached better
1: yep yeah halftime adjustments are always really big and that that is the thing because say if Bells gets out and actually punches back early Gunner hasn't had anybody do that. Right. How do they respond after that? that? But that's the thing is, can you punch Gunner early? Mm -hmm. No one has been able to do that thus far. I don't know if anybody else will be able to do that. Or if anyone throughout the entire year will be able to. But if Bells comes out swinging in that first quarter, that'll be very telling. Mm -hmm. Because Gunner doesn't have to bounce back because they just absolutely annihilate people from start to finish. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So very, very, very excited for that one. And finally, we rounded out down in the smallest 11-man classification, to a Division 2, the fifth-ranked Collinsville Panthers out of District 8 down there. Garrett Patterson, uh, they were a surprise last year, man. Regional finalist, but they knew that the target was going to be on their back this year. I know that this is a guy that you're going to talk about later, so I won't go too far in on it. But quarterback Jordan Jenkins, like
0: Logan, Logan Jenkins, yes. sorry.
1: He, unreal. Yeah, Absolutely <laughs> unreal. Um, they had, we talked to their coach uh, a couple or two weeks ago, two weeks ago um, before their game with Cupper, and they ended up falling in that one at 42 to 35. But keep in mind here, Cupper is the fourth ranked team in two a division one. So not only do they mm-hmm. punch up a classification, they also punched up and played a state ranked team in the top five. Almost beat them too.
0: I mean, it's a one score game.
1: Almost beat them. Um, so they're going to try and continue that win. Uh, they, I believe they're off this week, but they play Celeste next week. Mm-hmm. So just jam packed talent in the smaller classifications there in the Texoma region. But let's talk about some of those players because I'm dying to.
0: Correct. I love doing this segment. Well, it? yes.
1: So. L- Logan Jenkins is crazy. I can't oh, like I got a stat. <laughs> oh, <correct. laughs> I'm ready.
0: Correct. Well, you got to wait till the very end. That's what I'm he's saying. Last on our list, but starting off strong. Denison defensive back Kenyon Kelly, he's the number 14th ranked safety in Texas according to our very own Greg Powers. Director of Recruiting, and through five games this season, he already has 37 total tackles, 26 of them solo, two, fa- two tackles for a loss, and one fumble recovery. <laughs> I'm mixing up my words here. <laughs> one well fumble welcome. recovery. And Coach Whitson describes him as a violent and explosive and has an ideal build really for a safety. He's listed at 6'2", 180 on the questionnaire and his speed is really what sets him apart from the rest. He's a multi-sport athlete that obviously excels in track, two. I think he runs pretty much everything that that sport yeah. has to offer. He's just so fast. And he's currently committed to UTSA uh, over programs like Baylor, LSU, Michigan State, Tennessee, and TCU. And how about this? He's the highest-rated recruit that UTSA has ever got in program history and dang they're getting a really really good one yeah man Fast one too I remember
1: when when he announced that and we were looking I mean especially like okay it's one thing to say it against Baylor they're down pretty bad right now but like when you throw in a team like TCU it's like man that was a huge get for Jeff Trailer uh-huh. and his staff and they're really going to pay dividends because you mentioned it his speed is impressive but to have that speed with the build that he mm-hmm. has it w- is what makes him an ideal candidate for a defensive back because he's got both.
0: Yeah, his frame is, is perfect And for that.
1: you can definitely tell that there's still room to add good muscle mm-hmm. weight to that as well.
0: Right, exactly. Moving on down to Gainesville quarterback and defensive back, Cade Searcy, an elite two-way player that... I guess according to some people, he's kind of flying under the radar just a little bit. Maybe it's just because he's got a smaller stature. Um, He put up insane numbers, though, last year as a junior. And he returns this season as the leading passer, the leading rusher, leading tackler. And he leads the team in interceptions. Um, And, yeah, he put up all those numbers as a junior. Um, Over 27 total yards on offense and 27 Offensive touchdowns, 85 total tackles, four, interception, four interceptions, and five forced fumbles last season. And only through five games this year, he's put up over 1,300 yards in total offensive yardage and 22 touchdowns and easily on the defensive side, 22 total tackles and three pass breakups. He's done an outstanding job this year. He's he's, he's insanely fast, too. So have you ever heard of the account Real Analytics it's a, it's a Twitter account. I don't know how well-known it is. Okay. But it's, a, it's an AI sports tech and data company that evaluates video to measure athleticism and speed and talent and a bunch more. It, you know, it kind of helps, I guess, recruits or I guess college recruiters look more into a video aspect of a kid if they can't, you know, come down and see him or something like that. Um, but Kate Searcy put a video out there of him running Uh, on a breakout run, and he capped out at 21.2 miles per hour, according to real analytics.
1: Well, that seems good. So, (laughs) yes, very, very fast,
0: very, very fast. He's a senior, and he's got offers from Jackson State, East Central, and Missouri Western. Again, I think it's probably because he's just smaller in in frame size. But he's a really, really elite two-way player and a fun guy to watch for Gainesville. We've kind of already talked about him, but let's mention him a little bit more. Gunner defensive back Colin Peacock, and he's back for another year of domination for the Tigers. And as a sophomore, he won, just like uh, Davis said, he won defensive MVP um, in Gunner State Championship win over Poth back in December. And he's got, again, an ideal frame for a safety. He's 6'1", 185 pounds, and he's just got explosive playmaking abilities and, and, and just a nose for the football he's got six offers including one from baylor oklahoma north texas and utsa and yeah he's still only a junior like, yeah <laughs> having those kinds of offers as a junior is insane
1: oh yeah no he was he was so fun to watch in that state championship game last yeah, that, year i mean he was eating for lunch yeah, you know i great. He's very, very good. I think that if he grows even a little bit more, it'll continue to come in. But the athleticism is there. And especially playing at this level, his athleticism is put on display pretty easily. But mm-hmm. he's he's a fun player to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. And I didn't put him on this list, too, but also from Gunner, wide receiver. Cannon, Cannon Lindberg. We love him. He came in to this very studio back in sum- in the summer to mm-hmm. commit live on texas football today where he will play football at the next level for sfa yeah so he's doing really obviously like davis said he's doing really well he's kind of the, the star power of that offense. yeah which there. is good and to see him
1: back and healthy yes. because he did injure his shoulder when we were down at seven on seven you and i actually right. watched the oh, I, right. we were talking to his father when it happened and his dad just kind of stopped talking and i was like ah, i'm gonna walk away now y'all have right. a good day
0: right. very <laughs> good to see him back and healthy and killing it on the offensive side this year Moving right along, we have already kind of mentioned him. Uh, Bell's running back and linebacker Bryson Thompson. He returns for his junior campaign after he put up massive numbers um, as a sophomore, especially on the defensive side. Over 120 total tackles on the season and eight of those tackles for a loss last year. And through just five games, he's run for 296 yards and three touchdowns and has recorded 27 total tackles on it this season. Remember when you said that the Bells offense was averaging what, how many three hundred Uh three hundred
1: and fifty four rushing yards per game.
0: Yeah, so most of that is from this guy right here, Mm -hmm. Bryson Thompson. He's a two way player for a reason because he's just insanely athletic and you can literally place him anywhere on the field and he's gonna do really well oh yeah <laughs> yeah much.
1: again f- we need more fullbacks correct. <laughs> yes. bryson thompson is, is a definition of why we need more fullbacks in football yes
0: correct yeah he's he is a fullback i put running back on here, Yeah, same difference it's, it's, it's a, a slight t yeah, so right, literally
1: right. they any of them could be running backs or fullbacks or tailback or whatever,
0: whatever. <laughs> yes but a cr- yeah we need more fullbacks, fullbacks. <laughs> <laughs> and then to round it all out let's go collinsville quarterback logan jenkins and heading into the season he was one of the top passers in the entire state last season with over (laughs) 3,400 passing yards and like Davis said he's the leading passer currently in the state and he's about halfway there to beating his number last year and only through five games this season he's put up almost 2,000 yards through the air and 22 touchdowns and he's throwing at a 75 percent completion rate which is yeah crazy he's got I think he only I didn't put it on here but I think I saw he only has two or three interceptions Mm -hmm. on, on the season which is just insane to me.
1: Yeah, I believe he led the state last year. I think he was the number one yeah. – he, he led the state in yards last year.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And too.
1: he's currently leading right now. He's yes. number one in Texas currently. He's 13th nationally right now. Yeah, that's From insane. little old 2A Division II, Collinsville, Collinsville is 13th nationally in passing yards at this point in the season. Yeah,
0: no, he's, uh, he's explosive. I mean, he's just one of those – he, and he's so accurate, too. He's like mm-hmm. one of those quarterbacks that can just put it right in the, those tight windows um, and he can spot receivers just so well. And I wouldn't call him much as much of a dual threat this year. He put up a ton of rushing yards last year as a quarterback, but I wouldn't call him as much of a dual threat this year. But he does have that ability to extend plays when pressure does eventually come. Um, and he's just the heart and soul of this team and a huge reason the pirates are bound to make it another huge run in the postseason and maybe even to at&t stadium like davis might have said so they're looking
1: good right now they, they are really, really are really and really they've, they've they've got the guy
0: they have the guy so there you go five fun players to watch and i only put five on here but like i mean we've talked about it through this whole show there's so much talent in the little texoma region it's hard to fit every single player that I think you should watch on a tiny little graphic. So that's why we mentioned a couple more. But a lot of fun, insane talent. A lot of kids that just put up really fun numbers, too. And, oh, and yeah. T- like a lot of two-way athletes, too, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun to, to talk about. So
1: It's a fun region, and there are it definitely fun some region. fun games go- growing up. Again, we said uh, – Bells and Gunner, the the battle for that district in 3A Division 2 is happening next Friday. So incredibly excited for that. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. We want to uh, say thank you again to Davis Baker, the sports director out at K10, for joining us. Uh, A couple of reminders. If, again... If your team is off this week, even if your team's playing, but if your team's off this week and you're just looking for some random football games to watch, please tune in to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, tomorrow night on uh, TexanLive.com or right here on YouTube. Uh, we will see you then. Also, coming up on this YouTube page here in mm-hmm. almost exactly an hour, five star athlete Terry Bussey from Timpson will be committing live on Dave Campbell's YouTube page. So we hope that you will come join us. Powers is out there right now setting up. That's why we're hopping off so we can get his stream all set up. But Terry Bussey will be making his commitment live at 345 right here where you're watching this show on the Dave Campbell's YouTube page. We hope that you will come, and let's see where the former Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year will be landing. So incredibly excited for that. You got anything else? I know where he's going, but I'm not gonna say it. But well, do not say it. <laughs> we But still watch and l- I was going say let me uh I love doing these. Let's put a massive asterisk on that of we th- think we know where he's going um, as
0: 90 sure is what power said yes
1: i was going to say as confident as we ever are about where these athletes mm-hmm. are going there you is <laughs> always the one percent chance that either they walk into our studio or we go out to see them and they just completely switch the moment that they sit down at the table this <laughs> happened
0: before we've seen it yes
1: <laughs> yes like being honest when we make graphics we always make multiple graphics yes, because we have to <laughs> we don't really know yeah, exactly. uh so very excited to see where terry bussey is going join us back here youtube.com slash dave campbells tf to see that at 3:45 today until then we will see you next thursday on women talking football